Scientist, that's KZSU Stanford, 19.1 FM. And in my uh, series of interviews with Jordanian notables, including artists, musicians, and the like, I have the honor right now to sit with one of Jordan's finest young artists, somebody who's no stranger to the Arabology blog and whose work has been noted by uh, people both in the East and the West. I'm talking about the one and only Tamir Al-Ahmar. Thank you for uh, having me today. Tamir, should we tell people how you connected with the Arabology show? <laughs> uh, I think you better tell them the story. <laughs> well, I'll tell them and you yeah. pick it up because initially we featured a, a nice blog entry about you and about yes. your work, which goes back to about two years ago. 2016, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was in Jordan. And I went to a few of these amazing cafes they have here and other places. And I kept seeing this, this amazing art by uh, an unknown artist to me. But it was so striking. It sort of eternalized Arab divas, uh, Arab no, uh, you know, movie stars of the golden age from Egypt to Lebanon to the Arab world. And it turned out to be Tamir Al-Ahmar. So Tamir Al-Ahmar, tell us, how did your uh, journey into this kind of very special digital art with a signature begin, Habibi? Well, it has started uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I wanted to become a fashion designer. After that, uh, I started to, to develop my drawing skills by my own. Uh, till I start, I started uh, my study at the university uh, in business administration. It was a bit far from my uh, my uh, artistic orientations. Uh, however, uh, when I was uh, at college, I got an offer from a magazine for kids. I worked as a comic artist, and here was uh, my uh, my beginning of professional life in in art. After my graduation, uh, I have created my um, personal page for art and started to display there my, my own drawings. After that, uh, I, uh, I developed my skills in digital art specifically. Uh, after I have learned uh, many forms of arts, whether oil painting, pencil, and uh, oil watercolors. So I decided to continue in uh, digital art, uh, and I created my, my first uh, illustration for uh, the, the famous Arabic diva Asmahan. Mm. She's a Syrian origin uh, singer and uh, actress. And uh, it became very famous. And since that, I, I got the set or the collection of, the, of this set bigger from uh, having posters for Fayrouz, Um Kalthoum, Warda, and Sabah. And uh, I started to sell them at the Jordan market and uh, in different galleries. And we started from here, yeah. Wow, wow. You summed up your career quite nicely yeah. <laughs> and quite quickly. Yeah. So what I'm going to do with you, Tamir Al-Ahmar, is go back to some of these stops and maybe uh, focus on them a little more. Let's begin with this children's magazine. Now, what was it called? And what was the kind of illustration that you did? Well, I had a cartoon character on private group for uh, my friends at the university. It was uh, called Frufru. And uh, when I had the interview at uh, the magazine, they asked me to present some samples of my work in cartoon specifically. So I presented this character and they liked it a lot. And we started from here. I started with two pages for comic art uh, for this character. It was about uh, Frufru's adventures. 
Uh, I started with two pages, then four. Then I created different characters. The magazine was called Kids Times. Uh, it was in Arabic and English. Uh, but uh, after two years, I worked them with them two years. After that, it has closed. So I decided to continue my journey. Now the magazine went under, but you went on then from that magazine. Well, actually, this was this was the turning point in my life because uh, I got confidence on my uh, talent as a uh, digital artist because I always thought that they need someone who's certified or had a training in this. Uh, but uh, but I work on myself and develop my uh, my talent on my own. Are you a self-made artist? Yes, you can say that I'm a self-made artist because I have always practiced uh, the, the, my skills on uh, the different uh, digital forms from Photoshop to Illustrator and uh, the, the most famous uh, computer programs that all illustrators use. And then we go to the university. You mentioned it quickly. I'm going to go back to it now. <laughs> because I think there is a particular professor that yes. I know you feel kind of indebted to and who sort of recognize your talent in art, although you were technically studying business. Yeah, basically, I have to give credit for uh, Dr. Ali Haddad. I had uh, a course with her, and at the end of the course, I had to, to do a presentation for whatever subject I choose. So I decided to, to speak about my uh, art. So she was very impressed. And uh, she, after that, she started to use me as a role model to inspire the students to work on, uh, on what they love and uh, to, to develop their skills and to stick with, uh, with uh, their dreams in order to, to do something different in the, in the society. Then we come to the Esmahan, really, painting that kind of, you know, was the buzz of Jordan. Do you remember how you portrayed her or her to describe that pose? Well, I think this is what made the, uh, the illustration um, special. The, the different form that we saw the Asmahan in, that she's sitting over a couch with, uh, with her legs crossed and uh, her uh, shoes down and the, the oud, the famous uh, uh, instru Arabic instrument beside her with, uh, with a lyrics from a very famous song of her. All of these elements made the, this poster very special for me, and it was the head that where I got started from. Right, so Asmahan was the first in a series of what I'm going to call Arabic divas. Yeah. Uh, for those in the West who may not know, we're talking about, you know, for us here in the Arab world, who are the three main divas that you chose to, to do in terms of beginning with Asmahan and then? And then uh, Fayrouz and Um Kulthum. And from there, I started to draw other uh, celebrities in Arab world, uh, I mean classical celebrities for, for the old age. So when we talk about uh, the way you have eternalized these divas, uh, like Fayrouz, like Umbulthum, and even Dalida, uh, the question that begs to be asked is what do these divas do for you and what were you trying to do when you put them in these various contexts. Well, actually, as we know, in Arab world, it's a bit challenging for women to, to, uh, to be that presented at, uh, at any place they want to be, like especially in art, because, you know, sometimes the, the society is uh, conservative or there is some obstacles in their way, you are a woman or anything like that. So back then, at their time, they were really a divas because they had that 
affect not only in art but also in politics and society. They were considered as uh, role models for their age. Uh, they inspired many generations from their fashion, maybe from their passion for art and for music and acting. Uh, they told love stories for uh, that generation that lasted till now that we, we listen to this music and watch that movies and still we feel the same. So I wanted to, to point that and to appreciate what they did and uh, to focus on that message that has to last for, for many generations to come because uh, they have to consider them as role models, especially for women in Arab world that they face challenges every day. David, can we tell our listeners how old you are? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm 29. This is coming from a 29-year-old uh, raised in Jordan. And uh, do you get this a lot or is it just me? Are you sort of born ahead of your time or were you born later than your time? I'm talking about the way you eternalize the golden age, the age of Feirouz, of the Lida, and then you contextualize it in modern. But do you feel like you relate to that age? Because frankly, young man, you were not even born then. <laughs> well, actually, I always, when I watch the, the movies or uh, the music videos, I wish if I were at their age because everything was more simple and uh, has more soul. Uh, in this time, we have uh, more technology and uh, life become easier, but yet we, we it became more artificial and we lost uh, um, mo most of the meanings of the things. Uh, I consider myself a nostalgic person. I really have that nostalgia for, for the past and for the beautiful things at that age. Let's talk a little bit about this, uh, your series. You, know, yes. you talked about the Diva series, which you began, began with Asmahan, went on for the others. Was there a second stage, sort of like after you did these divas, you probably were at a crossroad and, and wondering what to do next? Well, actually, uh, the, there is no limits for my ideas. And whenever, the weird thing that whenever I decide to draw a male uh, character for, from the celebrities, I, ba I back then again to, to, to women. Like Rushdi Abaza? Yes, uh, I did Rushdi Abaza, I did Abdel Halim, uh, I did uh, Fatan Hamama with uh, her husband, uh, Omar Sharif. But uh, I still have many ideas for uh, female singers and actresses to, to do. And uh, let me talk about your latest piece of work. Uh, one that is already going around Jordan, people are saying, have you seen it? <laughs> Where you're now starting to sort of combine these celebrities from yesteryears into one party, imagining them sort of sitting together in various spaces. Yes. Now, what is that new one that everyone's talking about? Salon de Sayyidat, isn't it? Like a lady's... Uh, yes, it was. It was... It named is Salon in Nujum, which is of the Salon of Stars. Uh, I had Om uh, Kulthum sitting beside uh, Fayrouz and Sabah, uh, the two Lebanese divas with the Egyptian diva uh, Om Kulthum. Uh, I think they have never been together, the three of uh, them, in one couch. So I decided to, to present them in a new form. So uh, those who like them will have one poster for the three of them three together, of them. yeah. Imagining them sitting on a, on a couch waiting for their turn to get their hair done. The, yeah, the, the funny thing is 
the idea itself yesterday i was talking to my friend and he uh, he told me imagine that if we were living at that age and we are hesitant to which concert to go ah. to Fairuz Sabah or uh, Om Kulthum that's yeah. really ridiculous yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. it was there damn it how long does it take you to work on a piece like the one you gave me or even like the Asmahan piece or you know because there's there's an attention to detail there that may not be apparent to the naked eye but once you look at it you realize how much work and imagination went into it on the average how long does it take you to complete a work well actually sometimes it It ends in one week sometimes it lasts for like two months because I uh, sometimes I got stuck on on certain point at the drawing and I just leave it till I get the inspiration again and to, to complete it in the form that I want it to be I'd like to ask you about where you are in your career now and do you feel ready perhaps to sort of cross the oceans and perhaps come to the States or take your art outside of Jordan? Well, I think this is the message that I want really to do or to deliver, which is showing the bright side and the good side and the beautiful side of our culture and our art in a time that we are facing many challenges as Arabs and Muslims. And uh, so it's time to, to highlight on some good things and bright sides in our history maybe that uh, art I think is uh, the most important thing in it do you feel that you are at a level now or at a stage where you're ready to conquer the West well I think this is what I'm looking for now at this stage of my life I need to a new exposure to, to present my art and to deliver the message that I want to deliver. Actually, what I did in Jordan and Middle East was was enough for what I want for now. Now I need a new opportunity to, to deliver a bigger message about my art and the idea behind it. And I think the West is what I'm targeting now. Would you be ready to perhaps go to Stanford or any other university and disseminate your knowledge of the Arab world artistically to let people know about these icons that you have mastered so well? Well, this is one of my dreams, and if I, I fulfilled that, I would be really happy and will feel that I accomplished a big thing toward my, my culture and the art that I'm trying to show. Let me turn to something more recent, David. Now, yes. I've been in Amman for a while, and the buzz has to do with the way you got France to marry Jordan. <laughs> I'm being cryptic on purpose because I'd like you to explain to me what you did vis-a-vis -vis the <laughs> French embassy, etc. Yes. Well, I had the chance to, to do the, the design for the poster of the Franco-Arab Film Festival for the 24th cycle in Jordan. Uh, they have chosen me to do the, the design and uh, this was a very big accomplishment for me because I had the poster everywhere at the street malls and uh, everywhere and after that I had my first solo exhibition at the French Cultural Institute in Jordan and it lasted for like one month and uh, The posters were sold, most of them, and I had a big success there, so I was really happy. <laughs> and can you tell us how you were able to visually uh, create a piece that combined France with Jordan? 
Well, basically, the, the design had to have the, the three colors of the French uh, flag, which is the blue, uh, white, and red. So I thought about uh, having the, the landscape of uh, the old town in Jordan, Amman, and um, in a balcony, of a French balcony, with um, a T-shirt having Eiffel Tower on it and uh, some symbols related to the film industry. And uh, all of them combined together uh, produced the, the poster that uh, you might be seeing now. Uh, the, the feeling of accomplishment perhaps during the festivities that occurred must have been quite uh, indescribable. Well, it was really indescribable because the idea of having the French ambassador in front of my uh, design, uh, the idea of having many people asking to buy the design, to have the poster for themselves while they give it for free for them as a gift. Uh, it was really amazing for me to have it published on T-shirts for people who, uh, who are hosting the, the, the festival. Uh, it was really a great feeling to see to see your art finally that going viral in uh, in your country. Mm -hmm. It's really a great accomplishment, I think. Tamer, you mentioned T-shirts, yeah. and I think that's one of the ways you were able to disseminate your art, uh, not just in the Middle East but abroad. I have to tell you, half my house is Tamer Al Ahmar art mm -hmm. that I've had that you people can have printed on everything from mugs to T-shirts to posters. What was this ingenious idea? Who did you team up with and uh, and how can people order these items well at this time we have to thank the internet for offering us many websites such as the website that i'm working with now which is society6.com uh, they have my designs printed on many forms like t-shirts mugs and cards uh, and it's available uh, worldwide for uh, f to be purchased and delivered and I'm always updating my designs there whenever I do a new one I always upload it and it's available for purchase society6.com and then we look for Tamir Al-Ahmar in the search box perhaps exactly yeah and from there we are able to order any of your art on so many media and you can enter my world <laughs> that's amazing Habibi and, and what a wonderful way to disseminate your beautiful art Art and uh, and your talent to the world. Our next step, Tamir Al Ahmar, and our next hope is to bring you to uh, California and have have you sort of speak through your art and contradict some of the uh, awful stereotypes that we sometimes hear with the Middle East. Well, I really dream about that, and uh, I wish it become true. So I uh, I feel that I accomplished the the message that I really want to deliver to the West about my beautiful culture. Beautiful language, beautiful music, beautiful art. طيب في نهاية هذا اللقاء تامر الأحمر أنا راح أحكي معك شوي بالعربي وأسألك سؤال من ناحية النصائح اللي يمكن تقدر تعطيها لفنانين وفنانات في الوطن العربي وفي خارجه وأيضا تحيي مستمعين العرب اللي عم بيسمعوا برنامج أرابولوجي هون في الولايات المتحدة أو في الشرق الأوسط أو في جميع أنحاء العالم من خلال البودكاست. والأولا بخصوص النصيحة بنصح للفنانين العرب أي حد عنده منبر يوصل من خلاله رسالة عن الفن العربي أو الحضارة العربية أو الثقافة العربية بطريقة تكون حلوة مميزة وحضارية لازم نستغل هذا المنصب لأنه هاي هويتنا 
وهادنا احنا ولازم نعبر عن حالنا بصوره حلوه وبحس انه ما في احلى من الفن انه نعبر عن شيء زي هيك بوجه كلمه للمستمعين العرب انه بتمنى يكون فني عم بحسسهم شوي انه هم ما بعدوا عن ثقافتهم او يحسسهم بشويه دفى اللي يمكن هم اشتاقوا له بالعيله او بيرجعهم لذكريات هم بحبوها وبتمنى كمان يكون عم بفتح عيون الجيل الجديد على ايقونات الفن العربي من من ممثلين وممثلات ومغنيين اكيد حتى نضلنا فخورين بالشيء الحلو اللي عملناه ويعطينا الدافع انه نعمل شيء احلى بشبهه او يكون احلى منه حتى